Beyond truth and lies are the stories without answers. Welcome to Dragon's Bread. How do we know there's something more to life? Ourselves, the world, the universe. Many of us have the feeling there's something more out there, but it's really just that, our stories and our feelings. But what if something broke through the veil that separates our ideas from reality and changed it all with a single sign or a word? What would it be like to be truly touched by the unknown? This is psychologist Brian Luke Seward's story. And this is the episode we're titling Signs of Wonder. Um, I was a university professor uh, at the American University in D.C., before that, I was up in Vermont working as a sports psychologist for the Olympic biathlon team. Combination of the skills of both hunter and cross-country skier is required in the biathlon. Yeah, but that job ended when the 80 Olympics ended, and I looked around, wanted to get back into teaching, saw this job, got invited to be in the faculty, and um, took up on it. My typical day would be where I would um, drive to work, be at, on campus, teach some classes, I taught some evening classes, get home like around nine o'clock, uh, maybe have a bite to eat. Usually go to bed about 11 o'clock or so, and then wake up the next morning at 5.36, maybe go out for a jog, and then um, start the day all over again. Lost my parents to alcoholism. Uh, I have two sisters, one of who also passed away with alcoholism. I only had like you know, one living relative to speak of, if you will, and. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, I was, um, <laughs> my life was my students. I'm guessing I was about uh, 30 years old or so. So I get out of bed, it's about 5.36, not work out, just go hop in the shower. And so I pour some shampoo in my hand in the shower and look at my hand and I see a symbol. It was basically a circle within a circle and there were lines from the center out to the edges and then beyond. It's almost like an, like an imprint on my, my palm. My first thought was, how this happened? It'd be like waking up with a tattoo that you know you didn't do. I went through the whole apartment, everywhere, pacing the joint, looking to see what would match this, and nothing matched this whatsoever. And then I began to think to myself, am I sleepwalking? Am I, am I going outside the apartment? Outside the apartment. But the whole time I'm driving to work thinking like, this is weird. I talked to a number of people, and a lot of people said, well, you know, you're imagining this, it didn't happen. <laughs> um, someone said I was actually holding the bed sheets real tight and that was an imprint for the bed sheets. I had a friend who was a Catholic priest and he taught smoking cessation through um, hypnosis. And I thought, hey, I got the best solution here. Let's get hypnotized and see what this really is. After hearing my story, he said to me, I'm not going near that with a 10 foot pole. So 
I thought to myself, maybe, <laughs> to put your tongue in cheek here, I thought, maybe I'm being abducted. 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 Maybe I'm being taken aboard a spaceship and I'm trying to, you know, be savvy to give myself some clue this has happened and I'm pressing my hand up against something to, so that when I wake up, it will remind me of what happened. And of course, that did not end up being the case. <laughs> Were you able to share that theory with anybody at the time or where were you at like around sharing this? Did it feel like it was hard for you to share it or did it feel easy for you to share this stuff? I would say easy. What it was to me was a great litmus test on other people's belief systems because everybody who I told that uh, scenario to said, there's no such thing as aliens. And I thought to myself, okay, you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, you're, are you that close-minded to think that we're the only life form in the universe? I mean, come on. I think I was equally as baffled by the people's reaction to what I was telling them as I was by my own experience. Like, here I am trying to solve this mystery in any possible way. And, and anyone who I shared this with was, I guess, for lack of a better word, in complete denial. So, um, so I, I got that feedback. I thought, okay, this is not the, the people to talk to or not the thing to bring up. And I still went looking for clues. So I am now, it's spring break. And I have just given an exam to my stress management students. And I have a week to grade these exams. And my, my modus operandi is to try and get these things done so I can enjoy my, my spring break week. And so I graded all these exams. And uh, I went to bed you know, around midnight. Wake up the next morning. The typical pattern was to look at my uh, left hand and see if anything was there, and nothing was there. So I go into the shower, and for whatever reason, I decided to pour shampoo in my other hand, which I never do. But there in my other hand was the symbol. And there was a word written on my index finger, and the word was B-I-D. This is in kind of like black. And the minute I, I put it under water, it all washed away. Like it was like graphite. And it really heck wasn't ink. So my thought was, okay, this is different. <laughs> different hand and there's, there's more information. So what does this all mean? I go to work in a new uh, department chair and she comes to my office and she says to me, um, you know, I was given this gift, but it's not really what I would like. Um, so I'm going to give it to you. I think you might really like this. It was a 60 set of Joseph Campbell describing the hero's journey. I thanked her for it. Couldn't wait to, to dive into it. Well, the next day I was going to drive up to Vermont. And I had a long weekend and I decided to um, take a road trip. And so I went up to Vermont and plugged this, the first CD in. How do I slay that dragon in me? I say, follow your bliss and don't be afraid. And Joseph Campbell says, uh, paraphrasing here, today I want to talk about the relationship between the Hopi Indians and the, um, the Hindu uh, Indians and the similarities in their cultural beliefs and mythology. And he said, but let's take a look at the Hindu culture. He said, the Hindu culture gets their wisdom from the ancient Vedic scriptures. And he said, the word Veda comes from the, the Sanskrit word vid, V-I-D. It means wisdom. And I stopped the car thinking like, that's what the word was on my hand. And uh, what is it that life is? 
for you at that moment? Uh, it was it was a great sense of comfort uh, in a bizarre kind of way. <laughs> after the weekend turns out that there was a uh, conference in the DC area and this is where I kind of opened the door to checking out other possibilities because I'm still looking for answers here <laughs> I went to this one uh, woman's presentation there's about 25 people in the room and she was gonna do a psychic reading and she did everybody she's like did a one-minute reading for everybody but she clearly skipped me and everyone in the room noticed that she skipped me. And and I thought, you know, hey, I want to I want to get my money's worth out of this. So I walked up to her afterwards and I said, <laughs> um, I said, um, you did a reading on everyone in the room but me. She goes, I don't do aliens. And I said, what? And she goes, I don't do aliens. And I said, I'm not an alien. And she said, oh, you most certainly are. You have alien eyes. So <laughs> this, she was projecting her own stuff, if you will. But uh, clearly she saw something in me that she wanted to stay away from. And that also was intriguing too, because I thought to myself, okay, so she's picking up on something. Let's try and figure out what this is. By the time the fourth year rolled around, I was ready to leave DC and, and uh, um, I'm never really fond of politics. And there was a lot of politics as there is with any university. And I decided that um, I didn't want to play that game, so I decided to, to get out of there. And that's, I think, what opened the door to the next psychic. I walked in, and I just had one question. I said, I know what my life purpose is. I don't know how best to fulfill it. And I'm thinking to myself, do I do teaching? Do I write? Do I do consulting? I had lots of options I could do at that time. And she says, uh, we see you moving to Boulder, Colorado. That's exactly where I wanted to go. And I thought to myself, okay, well, she's definitely picking up on the vibe. So she said, um, uh, you need to go see your, your father. She said, he's not doing very well. And um, you have a soul agreement and be with him when he passes. And I'm thinking, my dad's not, my dad's not sick. At the end, she said, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah. I said, I have this, this symbol that shows up in my hand with great regularity. And once it appeared in my left hand, mostly my right. And she said, well, what that is, it is a message of your initiation. It's no surprise that you've had the word wisdom written on your fingertip. <laughs> I never even told you what it was. And she goes, you are about to enter the world stage uh, as a teacher. She goes, you're going to write books. You're going to teach. You're going to 
do public speaking. You're going to be um, a consultant. She said, we see you being quite busy. I said, well, what does a symbol mean? And she said, if you were to go to, um, to Ireland, you'll see this is a, a symbol from the ancient Celtic culture. But uh, she said, um, someday she goes, you'll get there and someday you'll see it. She goes, um, you don't smile when you notice it. Turns out after the episode, I, um, my father was, was dying of cancer. I said, I think I'll go down and see it. He died while I was there. permission to explore this and be comfortable with it and I don't think I was uncomfortable I think that the, the search of curiosity was one in which um, uh, I just wanted to try and make sense of things but, but I, I, uh, I saw it as a, a nice validation of the bigger picture and this idea that every now and then the curtain gets pulled back and you kind of look to see what's behind there you get a glimpse and then it closes again uh, enough to know that it's something real and bigger is going on, but also you still can't make 100% sense of it. It's a way for me to acknowledge very tangibly that we're never alone. It turns out I have been to Ireland. I have found it, a place near Newgrange actually. And it's a symbol of the sun, and it's a symbol of light, so light and wisdom.
Big shout out to Burger Records again and the band Sufis for the track You're Okay and The Eves for Over and Over. And thank you to Brian Luke Seward for the fascinating story. If you want to learn more about Brian and check out his many books and speaking engagements, you can do it at brianlukeseward.com. Also, if you dig what we're up to, please rate and review the show because it actually matters. And if you do so, thank you. All right, folks, stay true in the meantime. I'll see you in the next episode. So I'm a vet that's been trying to do the conscious business thing for a while now. So I've been keeping my ears and eyes open, looking out for outlaw do-gooder types. And by that, I just mean people that are willing to cut through the bullshit to do a good thing. Combat flip-flops was on my radar early. These dudes walk into active and recovering war zones and they make flip-flops, jewelry, and apparel from exploded ordnance. They're former army rangers that are willing to go to bat for peace. For every product they sell, they put an Afghan girl to school. That's cool. They make these bangles from exploded landmines, which helps clear three feet of space. And that's a huge problem in abandoned war zones, is these places are littered with buried ordnance. And that's dangerous for kids and families. So, to join their unarmed forces and help support vets promoting peace for great products, visit CombatFlipFlops.com. Use the code DRAGONSBREAD and get 25% off. Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running. Worse for fighting.